We are the ultimate bad review. Roll camera. Camera rolling. Roll sound. South speed. You look in the camera and Runa take, you're dead. Marcus! Action! You know Quentin Tarantino? I love his movies. I fucking hate Forrest Gump. There's nothing left for our kinds of movies. Take back the screen! The Directors Guild of America will bring down its swift sword of justice on you rank amateurs. The enormity of their stupidity is just overwhelming. We did it. We did it. We fucking did it. Another we talked about it last week, but we did it. That's right. The Shot in the Chaser podcast did indeed get ourselves... Oh wow, that's the whole moment. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's a good first well, one. We, we also have this. Kill the brain and you kill the ghoul. Alright, well I got this. <laughs> yes. The duality of man. The duality of man. And then of course we have we have the the usual. I just gotta get this one loaded up. <laughs> and then we get mad. We, we are mad. we are back. More unstoppable, more obnoxious than ever. I can't believe it. It only took literally a one conversation to be like, oh we should just and, get and, a soundboard. Here. Shut the fuck up! Yeah, we, we literally we literally got everything. <laughs> We got everything Dude. now, baby. I'm so... <laughs> oh my god. I'm so happy that we did this. This was worth every single penny that we sunk into it. Which we... is just the cost of my phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to say millions, but thank you. Now people know that we're just broke bitches. Thank you to Nathan for helping me pay off my phone. And... Yes. Thank you, Nathan. Way to thank go, Nathan. Nathan. Shout out to Nathan. Way to be, Nathan. Guys, uh... A24, we've already talked about this, yes. but I wanted to bring it we up on the to podcast too. The A24 are potentially scoring the rights to the Halloween series. Are wow. we excited? Are we scared? I was excited until you were like, I think it's supposed to be a TV show. And then I was like, oh, yeah. fuck that. Well, I personally, I can't take credit for that. Technically, Joey said that. But yes, I agree. If it's a TV I, show... What what do you what do you mean? It's a TV show. Also, I I think that's that's what I read. The link you or the screenshot you sent me, I think, says it's a TV show. Oh no, I didn't even read the link I yeah, said. I just saw Halloween A twenty four and a picture of Michael yeah. Myers and was like Matt and Joey. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean maybe they won't. I mean because they're still bidding on it. I mean I I don't know if they have writers or anything right, lined plan, up. Plan for it. Um, because I think it's the rights to Halloween as a TV show. Because there hasn't been one, oh, and so I think it's like specifically yeah, they're the selling the rights to make a TV show, and any production company is bidding. I'm ex- I mean, A24 they do a lot of things right. I think they're our best hope it's right true. now. I, I, <laughs> so you think that's the you think that's the the end game then for A24 to do it and do like a like a mini series? Well, what I was gonna say is that I did see another rumor that specifically stated that they heard that it was gonna be. A TV show based on season of the witch or around season. I of the had witch. heard something about like that. What is that? Uh, what do you mean by that? That's season, a movie. I season know. of the Witch is the third Halloween movie, and it's okay. the only movie without Michael Myers. Oh, it's a really bizarre movie. I wouldn't even say it's like a bad movie. It's just yeah. it's weird that it's Halloween three. I yeah. will say that one of it's one of those things in history where I kind of look back and I'm like. I wish that that movie actually took off and had a big enough following to have spurred a different. And you tale. like the movie? 
I like. I think enough. Nick. B- I think it's Nick B's favorite Halloween movie. It's definitely not my favorite. Mm. Jesus Christ! But, but like <laughs> Michael, I mean <laughs> Halloween one. Like, you I love Halloween. Michael too much for yeah, that to be the case, I, right? Seriously, yeah, yeah. because like he's he's not in it, so it's yeah, like so I can't that's like already it that much. a detriment to the movie. Yeah, which shout out to Nick B, bro. If that one's your but, favorite, like very cool. But I was gonna say that John Carpenter said that because I think he was brought on to write season of the witch or something really? like that. He 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 said something along the lines of he wanted season of the witch, Halloween three to be the start of making Halloween an anthology series or an, yeah. an, an, an anthology film series. So like every single movie was going to be about something completely different that happened on the night of oh. Halloween. So Halloween one and Halloween two are only about Mikey. The rest would be about but something like, else. Why Season even the buy the rights if you're not going to put Michael Myers in it? Well, because it was called Halloween, and t- dude, I, you, you, you got to give it to him. They, it was, it was the first, the second. Mikey dies. Yeah. Third is John Carpenter's like this is the only way I see this going forward is we're gonna we're gonna do a different movie every time, which I definitely yeah. respect that. I would have for loved, sure. I, I like that idea. That. Yeah. But. It just didn't make enough money, and they were like, "No, we're but going, like, we're going no. right back to Mike." A twenty four could potentially call it like anything, and have this same premise. I feel like it because, like, I, I want Michael. I feel like by A twenty four, I think A twenty four doing a Michael Myers anything would be cool. So I, I don't I agree. I mean, but like, but a show. Yeah. What are they going to do? Be bad. Other than because, like. If they did a show around Michael Myers, what else are they going to do other than kind of taking it the route that Rob Zombie did? Where it's like, let's go into like Michael Myers as a like from like a psychologist point of view. Or I know that that's kind of a weird movie to say it's about psychology, but it's it's the only in depth. I hope they just go back to him being a slasher and we just kind of get more of that. Just bringing it back to those. I I guess I don't wish that. We've had so much. Because, I mean, A24, they do a good job usually with TV shows, I feel like. Um, I say that, but they just did the most recent one is The Idol, I think, by them. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe they should take a break on TV shows. Maybe just don't do a TV show. Maybe just do your own three-hour movie. Yeah. That'd be cool. I, I could know. do an A24 three-hour Halloween movie. I feel like that'd, that'd be, be the insane. slowest yeah. fucking movie. Ever. But every kill would be, like, the most, like, Brutal disgusting, thing. horrifying yeah. thing you've ever seen in your life. I would love to see their take on it. Yeah. We'll yeah. just see what happens with it. If they get it, awesome. I would love for them to get it. So I, I think out of anybody bidding for it, I'm rooting for them. <laughs> for sure. I, I would be I hype about it. I had heard like rumors like Peacock was like trying to get it, and I was like, Ooh, that no. would be awful. <laughs> but it's oh. like, I don't want fucking what ABC, NBC, NBC, yeah, fucking NBC to, to get their hands on that. Although, I don't know. I may actually take that back because they did a really fucking good Hannibal show. Really? Was that the one with Mads in it? Yeah, with Mads Mickelson. Oh. That and Lawrence Fishburne. Pretty, pretty Did they do brutal. that with Peacock, or is that just an NBC? It was just an NBC show. See, NB, I mean, NBC did Seinfeld. They did Friends. They, you know, they, they, they're known for all these, like, giant TV shows. I feel like Peacock, though. Yeah. They don't know what they're doing. It's a little bit different. So I I'm I would be nervous if Peacock took over. I generally don't know if it's NBC or ABC. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. either, either way, both shouldn't have, should not have Michael. No, I I I would agree. Definitely would agree. To you, I say to ABC and NBC. It's time to stop. Yeah. There you go. Yes. Please you got, stop. Yeah, please, please stop. Need better TV shows. Honestly, man, come on. 
Yeah, I I don't know. I I, I think that I hope they get it. <laughs> I hope A twenty four gets it. We'll see. Yeah. They're apparently already making that Camp Crystal Lake show. Yeah, we'll see how that good. goes as well. A twenty four is A twenty four is apparently already making that. Oh okay. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. I, I do. I'm I sure feel like I remember hearing about that. that but. Which I think other big news, uh, you know, the writer strike is apparently over. Let's yeah. fucking go. Yeah. Oh, SAG deal. is still striking. Yeah, SAG is still striking. But uh, a lot of like new things are coming out. I know like Edgar Wright was able to show his new Scott Pilgrim show that he's got coming animated. The Scott. animated Scott Pilgrim he's show. Doing of the writers. I did not know Edgar Wright he, was doing that. He's well he's at least producing it. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. I saw the trailer because of him. He said now that the writer strike is done, so hopefully we'll get a lot more because I just feel like the rest of the year just looks so bleak for movies that I I'm hoping maybe things get pushed up or maybe twenty twenty four is going to be this just amazing year of movies yeah which could be the case because i mean last year was fun. incredible mm. i feel like for movies last year was like non-stop good and, movies and it's probably because of covid because of because they had to stop making these big budget crazy movies that last year we kind of got this like flood of great movies that might be the case next year then I'm down for that. I'm always down for the for the up and down swing yeah. of things. I like yeah because when it when it like hits that high, you're like oh my god this is yeah. so good. But when you hit that low, you're like it's over. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's fucking movies over. Are done. Yeah, yeah, cinema is dead. And then Martin Scorsese he's like I got a new movie coming out. Yeah, and it was like, supposed to go to streaming, but now I'm gonna do a full. Uh, theatrical release and you're like yes let's fucking go thank Thank you so much oh my god the he's he got some flack earlier this week yeah that i was like this is so fucking stupid he said that we need better we need bigger direct bigger and better directors to save cinema and he cited christopher nolan as a great director and but in the article he had said something like we need to stop making comic book movies and then he cited Christopher Nolan as a great director which everyone's like the guy that made the Dark Knight trilogy I'm like yeah. you made three movies like 15 years ago and, and, and people still call them the greatest superhero movies ever made and they were made before the Avengers exactly bullshit that we got <laughs> Yeah, like um, why do you have all these sawtooth fucking sound bites? <laughs> Listen, okay, they're just they're just on here, all right. No, I, no, this I is your custom soundboard. Yeah, they're just on Guys, here. You have to point like. Yeah. Listen, I, hey, I I there's I love no it. way for me to organize you, it. I thought it fit. You they're go dumb. through your stages. You're going through a saw stage right now. Well, no, but I was gonna say, like, cause I want, I well, guys, I was gonna contribute. I wasn't trying yeah. to to de- derail and talk yeah. about saw. It, it's, I think that, you know, people calling out Christopher Nolan for making Batman movies. I don't. I don't think they were calling him out. Yeah, no, they were not calling him out. They were calling out Martin Scorsese Scorsese for saying, oh, he's the great director, but he's the one making the comic book movies. Right. But I was going to just add that those movies, though they are comic book movies, and this might sound up my own ass, but I've I've always separated those from other comic book movies. And everyone has, I feel like. I feel the same way about Tim Burton's Batman. Too. I kind of <laughs> separate those from the comics because they, it's not they a comic do book. their own thing so much that 
it becomes its own experience. It's yeah, yeah like it's like, it, I when even, he says a superhero movie, he's discuss he is Scorsese is specifically talking about like Marvel now. Marvel now, like yeah. a movie that has no there's no heart in and it. It's just mass produced bullshit. Understand that? Like, do you not understand the past fifteen years of movies we've gotten? How every Marvel movie is breaking records because everyone people is like going it. to see those movies. People like that. and they're just basically because, bullshit. Yeah, they're bullshit movies that you don't oh. have to think about. Yeah, they're bullshit. They're not cinema, as Martin Scorsese's calling. Yeah, they're bullshit. I agree. I would. I I do agree with him, but there's also a part of me that it's not that I agree with them making so much money. I mean, it, it. It's more that I understand why people want to watch that over something else that, right. that might take a little bit more of your palate expanding changing someone can't just watch the seventh seal yeah. and then say masterpiece yeah. you have to build up to that some people can some people can for sure but and i'm not even calling you know i'm just using that as an example because that's not the most fucked up movie ever but it's slow it's dense or however you want to call it i i would consider that a movie that i would probably show to the random moviegoer yeah and they would probably say why the fuck are you showing why me? would you show me this Night of the living dead we watched that i would argue that the average moviegoer is probably stating why the fuck are you showing me this? Yeah. Night of the Living Dead's kind of a bad example of just because well, it's be a lot of fucking money. But I also think it'd be on the opposite end of the spectrum where people would be like, why would I watch this? Like, nothing is yeah, happening. I, I hate this movie. Yeah. There's, Nobody, there's nobody's no looked directly into the camera and said something funny. Yeah, like, I get that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But Marvel movies, people watch them. They're going to be guaranteed a sequel, which gives them another another reason to go to the, to the theater. I think people like that. Yeah. They yeah. like going to see a movie that they know. Second yeah, they can almost, like, out. shut their mind off. Like, uh, people, I feel like, generally don't watch movies like we watch movies. No, for sure. And I think that we're... Like, some people, that is their end of the night to get their mind off of a hard day's work. Yeah. The, just showing, put on some bullshit movie that just takes their mind off of the hard day they had. Which, I understand, but there are, there are better movies, like... Enrich your life a little bit. Please. I agree. If you're going to watch them, you may as well watch the ones that are going to change your life possibly for the yeah. better. And I've experienced that yeah. personally. There have definitely been movies that I've seen that I'm like, I'm not the same person I was oh. and I never will be. Yeah. There's a number of movies like that. <laughs> Those are the for, best ones. For better or for right. worse. Yeah. That's why I think Martin Scorsese has been on that. A high horse might not be the best way to say it, but he's been on that soapbox to... Yeah. Uh, uh, for for a while because I, he feels exactly how we feel movies cinema i should say yeah. uh, using his terminology is passing down lessons and i don't i use this word very sparingly but mythology stuff and, like that and this was like also he said a lot of this in like a gq article yeah and like they it wasn't even like you already knew Martin Scorsese believed these things, and I don't know why anyone's surprised. This I don't is know why they keep asking him about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> How many interviews are we going to get just this year of someone saying, what's your thoughts on Marvel? Like, yeah. Dude, we all know. We know what Martin Scorsese thinks about Marvel. It is not, I feel like they're asking him, waiting for it to change. Yeah. And it's like, do you know who you're talking to? I think that they're asking him. He's not an ape. They maybe just don't understand that. Like, how can someone not love it's the, Avengers dude, Endgame? Dude, it's, it's the stuff. It's literally, it's Marvel the is the stuff. Yes, it's that it shit. Is. 
that people saw and they got hooked on it and they just yeah. were like pump this this shit into my veins and anybody that doesn't eat this stuff is a fucking piece of shit and I have to like ostracize or and or kill them or force feed them this bullshit. Yeah, I I, I was gonna say that that I equate it a little bit more. The stuff is. It kind of controls you. I, I, I equate it more to something that is... It's very accessible, very easy to find. Marvel and, movie. And it's still going to yeah. satisfy you. So, like, something like a McDonald's cheeseburger. I, I equate yeah. it to that. It's like, oh, yeah. you, you, you like cheeseburgers? You should try McDonald's cheeseburger. It's not the best burger you're going to have in the world, but it's going to be quick. It's going to be hot. It's going to be consistent. Yeah. You're, you're, it's going to be easy. You're literally talking about Marvel, man. Literally. Yeah. Exactly. To to a team. It's quick. They sh- they literally shoot yeah. shows out like every month. There's a brand new Marvel show for you to watch. Exactly. It's not. It's hot because ev- it's everywhere you go. Every ad you fucking see every is is from Marvel and shit. Something. Every I've, corner is a McDonald's. And when they first started putting out the shows, the Marvel shows, I remember watching them. and They were actually like not bad. Yeah. There's a lot of Daredevil. like good. Daredevil parts. was sick. Daredevil. Yeah. I would even like. Luke Even King some of the one newer one stuff, like WandaVision's first season, had a lot of like good parts. It wasn't perfect. Loki's I tapped out after three season, episodes. Or, yeah, three yeah. episodes was like pretty decent, but like it, it was almost like a trick to like hook you in. And then from those two seasons, I was talking to someone else about this. How like it's just been complete shit. Like I don't watch any of it. Like I watched the first season of Loki because everyone was raving about it. I had Owen Wilson in it. I couldn't resist. And it was okay. I couldn't resist. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's his effect on me. Um, he's but good. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. But he... Yeah. So it, it's just... I feel like that's what Marvel does. Even like the first Iron Man was like good. Definitely rocked. Yeah. Like it, it's not bad. But like Iron Man 3 is a pile of shit. Awful movie. <laughs> so... It's like how they get you hooked. They'll give you this good stuff at first, and then you're like, "Oh, I've watched the first two Iron Mans. I gotta see the third one. I gotta right. see how this this what happens." And then you know, 15 movies later, you're watching Avengers Endgame. It's like that's it, right? <laughs> that's that's what I waited for. Yeah, I, that's I just feel like it was all basically a waste of time. And Martin Scorsese is doing so much more for cinema. I'm. I'm excited. I think Guillermo del Toro said something like, if he could give the rest of his years of life to Scorsese yeah. so that he could live longer and make more movies, he would. And that's that's pretty bold for someone like Guillermo del Toro. I'm a little mad at Guillermo del Toro right now. What? Yeah? Yeah, because fucking Pinocchio got a oh, Criterion. yeah. Are you capping right now? What you thought about Are that. Are you fucking capping Dude, but right Criterion now? keeps making the worst choices. <laughs> right, but the Triangle of Sadness, Pinocchio, Power of the Dog. Brother, yeah. Lydia Tar walked. Yeah. Why would you not give her this? Yeah. Oh. Sort your fucking life out, mate. <laughs> yeah, or this. Yeah. <laughs> Please, Criterion. Please. We need better movies Sort than your criteria. fucking life Give out. us the fucking shit. This is the What's longest soundbite ever. Yeah. There's just so many, especially like last year, for the amount of good movies to come out and like Triangle of Sadness was the first one you... That's made. insane. It just does What was the point? Sense. What was the point? It wasn't that good. Yeah, I, um... I don't really understand. I, I'll never understand. I think I brought this up on the show. I've at least brought this up to you guys in passing yeah. too. Just like how the Oscars are picked, I don't understand 
what's the criteria for for a Criterion yeah. movie? Essentially, yeah. don't understand. Like it. who picks these? Who makes who these decisions? <laughs> Which I know it's the Directors Guild of America. I think decides on the on the Oscars things, but it's just every year there's there, there's always some stupid movie that was like shoehorned in there every year. You know, and it's the like same a thing political for the Criterion thing too. Whatever the someone's like paying or I hope not, but yeah, I want to hope it's whatever. I mean, it it was like and they they do. I feel like every year, especially like the animation category, it's like two movies that you were like, all right, and then two movies you've literally never seen an ad for once, and you're like, that's not a real movie. Like, did you guys watch animation movies this year? That's how I always feel. Yeah, what was it, Sea Beast last year? Yeah, that it was like, oh. bro, what the fuck? How did this get here? And I watched that fucking movie. It was so bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I know. I get it. But either way, yeah, Criterion, I used to, whenever I first found out about them, I was, I you know, I just felt as if they could not miss. I yeah. felt as if every movie in the Criterion closet was, was worth a watch, which I would still argue yeah. that it's worth your watch a one watch but as you start to follow them and you see what they add it's just there's I still a, I still respect them yeah. I would love I was to gonna say there's the more positive than there are like, yeah like there yeah. still is a, there's a lot more positive than there is negative there's with a lot them, more positives but they keep like I, and there are some movies they add in there I'm like oh this makes sense like I think they with uh, Pinocchio they added Bicycle no no I think Bicycle Thieves was already in there there was another movie they added that I really wanted to watch and uh, I was like oh wow this is this is going to Criterion I was like man I need to watch this which is movie. good because it's yeah. going to be accessible that's yeah. what, I mean that's their entire mission right is yeah. at least I I feel that way I feel like that's their entire goal is to try and make art more accessible or movies yeah. that aren't as accessible that are art and you can accessible. tell like their heart is in the right place and they really do love movies like yeah. that it, you can see like the passion it's it's less of like i want to make a lot of money and it's more of i really love movies and want to preserve it that's what it feels like at least that's what it feels and, like, and yeah. apparently whoever made the decision loved triangle of sadness like apparently a lot of other people did i just don't get it <laughs> a lot of people did i i Personally, I feel <laughs> like it was a best picture nomination. Yeah, it, that's like, fucked people up. People love that movie. But... I, I see, and maybe this is touching on the more political side of things. Yeah, I just think that the wealthy like to shit on themselves because it makes them feel yep. like they have a place. Yes. Get his ass. So it's yeah. just that's why they like wealthy. that movie. Um, but then you watch and you're like, this movie is a piece of shit. Like it's, it, 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 I wouldn't call it a piece of shit. It looks nice. That's it. I wouldn't give it much else other than that. It it, it it's well shot <laughs> for kind what of. it is. I mean, it's well shot for a movie that wants to make you feel sick. Yeah, <laughs> which well, for sure. <laughs> I don't know if I want to feel sick watching a movie, but seasick for sure. Yeah, I definitely or, agree. Yeah, seasick. Just watching people vomit. <laughs> yeah, kind of a weird plot. <laughs> it yeah. is what it is. I. Criterion, we love you. I'm not we coming for your you. throat. If no, you, we're still you, buying from you. Yeah, like, I, I will buy yeah, many like more movies from you. Fans. I'm just <laughs> definitely not picking up Triangle of Sadness. Please let us in the. Please let us in the closet. We, the oh, Shot and the Chaser, would, would love, love to, to do do an episode in the closet. You want us to give you free advertisement? We'll That's, do that too. I'll we got you. Right now, we got you. I did submit our paperwork for HelloFresh 
Ooh, this week. Yeah. So we'll see what Possibly happens there. Ready to that, guys. We might we might be releasing some ads soon. We so. might be having some ads in a sec. Probably not, but we'll see what happens. We'll see. Um, yeah. Well, speaking of eating things that are fresh, welcome to the Shot in the Chaser podcast. Yeah. A podcast where we are finally here, fellas. We're in spooky season. Hey! We are in the ghoulish time of year. Where we get to watch a bunch of really ghouly, ghoulish movies. I was trying to find a sound piece. There we go. Let's go. What? 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 That's right. (laughs) That is the most used one so far. I love it. (laughs) <laughs> that was not leaving the soundboard. I think, yeah. I think it's literally too funny. It's, it's too good. God, this is going to be the best episode. <laughs> but and This is by far, I think, all three of our favorite time of year. I would say we love Halloween. We love October. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. All the movies that come with it. It's it's a great time. And the weather. The weather kind of changes. It feels nice and crisp yeah. outside, especially during the fall season. It's not too cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still mm-hmm. is nice. Mm-hmm. You get especially to wear all the sweaters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, especially where we live. Fall is perfect. Hope, fall is pretty that, solid here. You know, hope that the fall seasons are bringing you good tidings and blessings. Yeah. And it, like I feel like yesterday was the first day it really felt like fall. Honestly, man, yeah. I was out I went outside for a walk and I was just like I'm in like shorts and a shirt. I'm like, I'm fucking freezing. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> it was nice. But for tonight's episode, to kick off spooky season, we are uh, our shot this evening is George A. Romero's Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> Really? You didn't, that, you're not going to play a sound clip for that? <laughs> kill the brain, and you kill the ghoul. There we go. All right. Thank you. And then to chase that down, we have Edgar Wright's Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Well, no one is prepared to comment. Religious groups are calling it Judgment Day. you got the weirdest sound clips <laughs> for these things. How's that for a slice of fried gold? All right. There it is. There, okay. I like that one. I'm Nick. Sorry, I took a drink. I'm Matt. And I'm Joey. Hell yeah. Welcome to the most obnoxious podcast you've ever listened to. Yeah, let us know what you think of it if you if you get the chance or if if it pisses you off enough. Yeah. Please, I would let love us to know. know. I would <laughs> love to know how upset this made you. Um, but before we get into our ghoulish spooky movies, although we'll probably still get into ghoulish spooky movies right now. I don't know why ghoulish is the word that I've landed on tonight, I love but I'm going to run with it. It's, it's a good word. What you guys been watching? Uh, I'll just start. I've definitely been watching a series that we've already introduced before. It's... Saw. <laughs> That's why we're, you have all the Saw samples. We're on... We are on Saw 5. Those people are so ungrateful. Listen... <laughs> And I, I love it. Personally, I <coughs> did you fin- so did you finish five? Yeah, I finished it today. Actually, I'm like halfway through five right now. I okay. I think that it it's it's something that first movie I watched it. I thought it was fun. Thought it was good. Yeah. It's a little small. This is the first movie. Yeah, it's it, it's, it's a very it's real a day yeah. compared to but what's to come. <laughs> it's but it's very real. Yeah. Too. It's very, you know, this is probably the most realistic way you could map out this movie. Second one gets a little bit bigger. Quality drops in half. Like, easily just chopped in half. Oh, yeah. Budget was just decapitated. Because they were just like, yo, you know how the first one, like, 
cinematically like it like looks beautiful like it's not it's not super bloody it's got like a really solid like grain on it it looks fucking phenomenal okay fuck that second <laughs> one that yellow yet. saturation <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and if it's not yellow it's fucking blue it is the bluest bl coolest blue and ever and piss yellow are the color combos uh, for the rest of the series pretty much and anytime it's green it's definitely green it's like kermit kermit green. kermit the fucking frog green which yeah. he, he's here welcome but saw two happens it gets a little bit bigger Mark Mark Wahlberg's brother is brought in. Donnie Wahlberg. And I fell asleep during that one, unfortunately. But the, I recapped it. He did. And it sounded batshit insane. The third one, quality dropped again. <laughs> wow. From the second one. It, was it a, keeps it, going down. Uh, I'm not lying. It, oh, I'll fight you on that. Well, no. Well, I mean, I mean... In terms of budget-wise. Oh, no, and I'll fight you on that. They gave it more? No, I, I don't know. But I, I'm just saying, in my opinion, I'll fight you on that. What do you mean you're going to fight me on it? Bro, if they, if they are you trying to tell half, me... They cut the budget Are half. you trying to tell me that Saw 4, they weren't like, shoot that budget to the moon, baby? I, I, don't, I didn't feel that way. <laughs> Those transitions in Saw oh, 4 are I the mean, most fucking I, insane I things I've ever <laughs> seen. Dude, dude the... Oh my god. The the transitions. You brought this up the last time we were here too. When that guy gets thrown through the or no, when when the lady gets th gets thrown into the mirror and then it crashes into the dude's office, hands down thought that they were in the office and yeah. that, and that the trap was in the police station essentially. I I was I was so It would only make away. sense. But it wasn't. It, it was, was just, not. It was just a weird transition. It was just a crazy fucking transition. Yeah. And they did the same thing with the with the pendulum swing. It like it swung, and the guy like, it's like the, the guy's there now getting cut in half, and then it swung back, and its pendulum never was swinging. He just was looking at the table like, yeah, <laughs> this is weird. And there and, and there's no body there. There's yeah, just literally nothing there. Uh, Saw five was good. I liked it. It felt very. Um, let me give backstory to this guy who's been here the whole time. Yeah. I just love how, how silly yeah. they are. I just want to put it that way. Love how silly they are. They're great. Still preparing for Saw 10. I'm still preparing Friday. for Saw 10. Friday night. I don't know if I'm be able to make Friday night just because it's Wednesday right now. But I would love to, to, to see it as soon as possible. <laughs> I don't have my soundboard on me, but I'll find something later on for you, pal. There you go. There you Who would thought? <laughs> Yeah, because you only have two more movies, right? He's got Saw 6, 7, and Jigsaw. Oh, yeah. I thought you had seen Jigsaw. Okay. Now, I will say that these movies are not nearly as bloody as what I thought they were going to be. No, not at all. Like, I'm really. watching them, I'm like, this is not that no. crazy. And like, everybody who thinks that these are the bloodiest movies ever, yeah, you you don't know anything. Dude. Well, you, I would also watching. say, you guys are both experts on bloody movies. I would Like, you love those types of movies. So I'm curious if it is a lot of. Blood. I'll 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 say this without totally giving away my review, for for Shaun of the Dead. I remember seeing like Saw as a kid, and being like, "This is the most gruesome shit I've ever seen in my life," and seeing like Shaun of the Dead, being like, "This is hilarious," but this movie's a fucking bloodbath. Yeah. And then we went and watched Shaun of the Dead last night. I was like, "This is not a bloody movie." No, no. Uh, and that's how it felt with Saw. I was like, "This is not that." Like, it's got like its gory moments, but they're like five seconds long yeah. really the thing that makes it un like not unwatchable but like makes it like uh is you're just watching people torture themselves and all you're thinking is 
I can get out of this. I can get you out of this. There's a very simple way to get out of this. And they're just not going to take yeah. the simple way out of it. No. But you guys also think Terrifier has like a good amount of blood. Terrifier <laughs> is... Too much kid. blood. Too <laughs> much blood. Yeah. Too much blood. Too much blood. I would, I would blood. put that in the too much blood category. But I... Like Shaun of the Dead, I feel like has an adequate amount of blood. <laughs> That's funny. I'm, on the, I'm like the some, other some side parts. of the spectrum. That's funny. It does have some parts. I just, I just think it's, it's, it's interesting because these, because these movies are marketed so heavily on the, the bloody, violence. gory. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what I've known, guys. Oh, yes. There will be blood. So it's like it's from it's, the one he fell asleep big, during. <laughs> that, that is kind of wild because Saw movies, you, you would think. There is a lot. Of, I've never seen a Saw movie, and I... I genuinely think you would like the first one, and I think after that you'd be like, I'll this is just really hard to watch. Goofy, there yeah. was, I saw an article today from this guy where they, where they interviewed this guy who had seen every single Saw movie 200 times. Oh, I don't trust that, man. And he's, But he wow. says... He's a super fan. He says that the bathroom trap in the first movie is the, is the single smartest best trap in the whole series. I get that though. I 100% agree. I get that. I mean, it's also James Wan. Like, we're, yeah, we're, we're talking about a, a, a horror master. They all have like really good like twists. I think like they're all very fun twists that you're like, no way, because <laughs> there's just no sign to predict it. No. And um, I think that the first one, do, like, it doesn't sacrifice storytelling to like make it shocking it's just it's a very well-told story and the trap that they're in is the whole movie whereas the rest of the movies the traps become like segments yeah. of the movie it's and like every segment is like a five minute thing you're in the trap then you're at the police station then yeah you're in the trap then you're at someone's apartment it's, yeah you, it's very segmented and then suddenly you're in a game and there's multiple insane traps that will take you either inside of a warehouse or just across town it's fucking crazy oh wow it's something. It's goofy, but I I really enjoy it. I, I I do think that it's very cheesy at times. Oh yeah, the acting is all over the place. Oh, it's so rough. And some some of the performances so far. Jigsaw's wife, I think, takes the cake for Jill? worst actor in the entire. The woman that looks so like she far. just shouldn't be there at all. Every time, every expression she makes, every line delivery, it doesn't make any sense. No, and she always like. Under act. She has like a know. weird like smolder going on throughout the end. Yeah, throughout it's like the whole like, series. Almost like sensual, and you're like, and, why are you doing? And this when they right introduce now? her, you're like, who the fuck is this? And when it's like that's Jigsaw's ex-wife, it's like, no, these are two people that don't go together. Like I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's like mean, but like when you see the two of them together, when you see Jigsaw's like a normal guy and her, you're like, nah, this is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like I know that they're probably close in age, but he looks like. Like a de decrepit old man, and she looks like somebody that used to shoot for Playboy. So oh, it's like yeah. this feels wrong and weird, and it's just yeah. Hey, you know, let's keep watching and see what happens to I'm Jill. I'm down. Like I want to to finish it. I I feel I've, like you're definitely great going time. to. Yeah, I've had a great time. It's been good. So, what about you, Joe? Yeah, I'm on the complete opposite spectrum of movies. I feel like I I. Uh, a movie I watched this week, I watched a movie called Bottoms. Which you is saw a, it! I saw it, yeah, very excited. Uh, I've been wanting to see it, same director as Shiva Baby, which is another incredible movie. Such I a good movie. I love that movie. Um, and it, it same like similar cast, it has um, uh, Rachel Sinat or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
it was a really good movie. I, I, I really liked it. Um, the writing, the directing, the last, like, 30 minutes of the movie are completely insane. I actually think you guys would like the movie. Uh, you guys probably know a little bit of the premise. You, yeah, you've heard, it's, like like, a, it's like a high school fight club, yeah. And and so, like, that's all I had heard. And to me, I felt like the fight club part of it was, like, such a small part of the movie. And there's so much more going on in the movie that I was, like, pleasantly surprised. Because I, I felt like I knew exactly what I was getting into. And the fight club is definitely, like... It's like the obvious thing of the movie, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Okay, there's a fight club. But there's like so much more in it. And it has, it has like a great cast. It has a girl from the bear, A.O. Edabiri, who's oh, yeah, like yeah. blowing up right now. I she's, feel April like. o, she's April O'Neil in the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, she movie. is, yeah. Um, she's so yeah, goaded. Yeah, she, so she's killing it right now. She was awesome in this movie. Apparently, her and Rachel... Um, used to be have like a comedy central show together. What called like um, Rachel and Ao are uh, single or something like that, or still single or something like that. Yeah, so I I found that out. I was like, oh wow. So they kind of have like this history, which I think helped with the chemistry because they're supposed to play best friends in the movie. Yeah, and you got it. It was really funny. It worked. And like, yeah, there's a lot of like jokes they're they're throwing out. It's like very in your face, but. It, it was a really good movie. I would. I want to watch it again. Honestly, I'm excited, dude. I mean, yeah. you, you gave it a four and a half. Yeah, yeah. I I I remember like watching it, like like pot, like turning it off afterwards and just being like, wow. I think she has a movie just as good as Shiva Baby. Like in my head, I turned I really it felt, off. So you didn't go to the, to the theater. How'd you watch this? I watched. So it came uh, streaming, uh, or like it came to digital the day I watched it. Nice word. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Damn, put them under the under the spotlight. How'd you watch it then? Well, <laughs> no, well, because, cause, cause I'm curious. Because I'm, I'm like, some kind oh, of hey, fucking. I want to watch it. We have oh. Regal Unlimited. <laughs> we have Regal Unlimited. It I, is in the theater. Is it in the theater still? I didn't think it was in the theater. Oh, it might not be in theaters. I don't know. I yeah. had no intention of. See- I it didn't look it didn't look good to me. But when you gave it such a high praise, well, I was like, oh, okay. Did you did you like Shiva? Baby? I loved Shiva Baby. That was yeah, such Shiva, a good movie. Yeah, I would say Shiva. I know. I'm like, I was like, it's kind of racist, but I'm I, not gonna say it. <laughs> it, it, it. It's because of a TV show I watched, and they and I recently started rewatching it. And they say Shiva. A lot. What show are you watching? It's called The League. That show is so good. It's so good. <laughs> and it, it's not even like about Shiva. Yeah. It's about a person named Shiva. Yeah. And so in my head, I keep saying Shiva. I know it's Shiva. <laughs> Shiva, baby. Um, It's so good. Uh, I, but yeah, so the, I mean, the director is a, it did a really good job. I, I saw on my letterbox that I gave that a five stars after watching it. So I really want to rewatch it to see if it's still a five. It, I think I gave it a four and a half. Is a super it's a surprisingly score. yeah, like it's surprisingly good, Shiva Baby. I I, I watched sure. it recently, and you I, were, like within you like were the past year. Away. Yeah, well, that's, the first time good. I'd ever watched it was like within the past year. Okay, and I was like, wow, oh, this movie's like incredible. All right, bottom no bottoms is not at Regal. Not However, Nick Cage's new movie, The Retirement Plan, is. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I did not think that was getting a theatrical release. No, I I, th- I thought that was going straight to streaming. Yeah. I'd be down to watch that, honestly, just because. Yeah. It, did, did you see the the trailer yeah. for that? It looks. It looks fun. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I'm I'm nervous, but I'm, yeah, I'm more excited for his other new movie, the 
the A24 movie. I can't think of the name. Oh, yeah. Because that's coming out soon, the too. One I where think it comes out in start, October. Yeah. yeah, people start seeing him in his dreams. Dream right? Scenario, dreams. maybe it's called? Is it I called Dream so, Scenario? Yeah. That would make sense. How it's marketed, I mean, per usual, with A24, they kind of put a weird, scary spin on it. So I wonder how it's going to be. And it went to, I think it was at TIFF, and people seemed to like it. People were like, that, said it was funny. Which yeah. Which was not what I expected. Honestly. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, so that's Good. what I watch. Yeah. All right. So outside of the Saw movies that we that we've been watching, mm-hmm. um, this past weekend was Molly's birthday. So one of the things that she wanted to do was show me all of her favorite found footage movies, which I love found footage, but I'm so like it has to hit a very it has to like check off a bunch of boxes. Otherwise, like I'm gonna be like I don't know about this. So the first one she showed me is called Lake Mungo, which the more I think about that movie, the more I really like it. Like when I first saw it, I gave it a three out of five because I was like, it's just, it tells a very similar story to Twin Peaks, but done as like a documentary slash found footage. Doesn't really give any explanation to anything. And then it just abruptly ends. Um, And I was like, oh, I I feel weird about this. Like there's not even like, like in most found footage, there's no resolution, but you kind of have an idea in your head by the end of like, all right, I can piece together what happened here. And like Mungo doesn't do that. Like there's no way to piece that together. Like on your first watch, I'd probably have to see it again to really get it. But it's, it's, it was on Tubi. It's like, it's like 90 minutes. Super good. Highly, highly recommend. Cool. And the second one we watched, not so much, we watched this movie called Butterfly Kisses, which is, like, micro-budget. Like, I, I, so like, if I busted out my camera, it would look better. Like, it was, I was like, all right, I'm all for it. I'm not here to judge based on how much money you did or did not have. But it's about, it's another found footage about this, uh, this guy who finds a box of, like, cassette, like, video cassette tapes in his parents', um basement and they're like they're like those little like old cassette tapes for you to put it in like an actual vhs tape to watch it and all of the tapes are like clips from this college like video thesis about like a cryptid like a local cryptid to that area called peeping tom (laughs) which when i heard that i was like oh this is gonna be weird which luckily it didn't go down that route but it was like it was a creepy thought like if i like this it felt like a creepypasta where it was like you had to go to this tunnel and at midnight you had to stare down the tunnel and you can't blink. And if you don't blink for an hour straight, Peeping Tom will will appear. But once you see him, you can't unsee him. And so like this whole documentary is about how like nobody can do that. Like there's no way like anybody could prove it because you nobody can not blink for an hour. And then they were like, what if we use a camera? Because the camera can't blink. And they film for an hour and something like appears on the other end of the tunnel and as the tapes go on like shit gets more fuckety but the guy who finds these tapes is like an insufferable redditor like he's got like the peaky blinders hat on he's wearing a vest in every oh. shot he's spending like his kids like tr- uh, college fund on this movie that he's making where he's like i want a documentary crew to follow me while i make this and i'm gonna take these tapes and i'm gonna put them all together to finish the movie but I'm also going to doctor it up a little bit to make it look like better and more up to date. And everybody's like, why do that? Like, it's a great idea to like, since you can't find anybody, he couldn't find anybody that made the tapes. They were like, it's a good idea if like you take them and make this movie all together. But if you do, like if you, if you doctor it, like you're automatically going to discredit yourself. And he just has like a weird, like 
quippy redditor bullshit thing to say to anybody that like says like no that's not a good idea and as the tape goes on you find out that once the camera caught peeping tom anytime the camera would turn off and then back on peeping tom would be closer and closer and closer until the point that he was like able to like touch the camera and he like kills the people that made the made the movie and so you're like kind of like oh this is kind of like this is kind of sick it's cool um, out of nowhere, the director of the Blair Witch Project shows up <laughs> and just is like, fuck your movie. <laughs> it's so, like, out of left field. You're like, what the fuck? But it's, it's so goddamn funny. And then the guy, like, the, the filmmaker, he gets killed by Peeping Tom. His wife divorces him before then. And the documentary crew that's following him is like, now we're on a quest to find Peeping Tom and see if it's real. And it's, that's the end of the movie. Oh, boy. Pretty, pretty rough. But lastly... And I, 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 I promise I will wrap up here. The last found footage movie we watched was called Death of a Vlogger. An even lower budget than the Butterfly nice. Kisses. Okay. And I was like, I was excited because I was like, lower budget. Let's see how Let's kooky see this can happens. get. Yeah. And it was about a vlogger, which I was already like, I fucking, who, who the fuck are you? I don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd like to see him die. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> But he, it's done the same, kind of like Lake Mungo, where it's like a, a documentary crew is like, like doing like a, a, like a special on like everybody that was involved in the incident caught on tape. Mm. Um, but he was a vlogger doing his thing and uh, he gets like a, he catches like a ghost in one of his videos and the world is like, whoa, house haunted. And so he like leans into it like anybody that's monetizing their shit would do. Um... And some, like, some, some like, per- online piece of shit is, like, it's fake, and I'm going to expose you for being fake, and, like, ruins his life. Hmm. Like, dest- like, puts his whole, like, family and life on full blast. And the whole movie is just him being, like, chronically online and losing his mind, and you're kind of questioning throughout the whole movie, is it real? Is it fake? Is his house actually haunted? Is the house not haunted? And it's just, like, it's never really answered. I personally don't think that the house was ever haunted. But it tries really hard to convince you that the house was haunted. Anyways. Personally, I would watch any of those ones. I, I, you would watch any of those movies? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Lake Lake Mungo sounds awesome. I Lake Mungo the, was sick. The second one has a, an, an interesting enough premise to see what they would do with it. Yeah. I, I would just want to see what how they executed it. Death of a Vlogger. The third one, yeah. The Vlogger one doesn't sound as Because it kind of leans into like parody a little bit, where it's like kind of making fun of itself. And I'm like... It's, like, kind of funny, but, like, it throws off the vibe where it's, like, trying to be really serious, and then, like, it gets, like, really goofy, and I'm like, you gotta pick a lane here, man. I yeah, can't. Yeah, just pick, pick one side and stick there. Yeah, so, that one I gave a one and a half. I gave Butterfly Kisses a three. I think I'm gonna bump, like, Mungo up to, like, a three and a half, though. Like, it's a... Nice. It's, it's solid. Threes and threes and a half, those are solid scores. I'm saying. It's probably a good movie. But, yeah. uh, those awesome. are my ghoulish movies that I watched Whoa. this week. Let's get into some more coolest shit that we watched this week let's met my voice let's get into george a romero's night of, of the, the living, living dead. dead you can't start the car johnny has the keys yeah more classic excuse me i should have played this one they're coming to get you barbara there we go now we're back matt what is night of the living dead about night of the living dead was directed by george a romero came out in 1968 the tagline 
follows. If it doesn't scare you, you're already dead. Fuck! <laughs> and then the summary goes like this. A group of people try to survive an attack of bloodthirsty zombies while trapped in a rural Pennsylvania farmhouse. Boof. Which Let me tell you, as two people that were just in Pennsylvania, yikes. Yikes. Dude, it, it was actually uh, another reminder today that I realized that the area where this is filmed is where my dad's family was born and raised, essentially. Oh, <laughs> that was going to be the... But it wasn't. Yeah. It was just... <laughs> it's kind of sick. <laughs> you know, which is kind of crazy. It was, it was Butler, Pennsylvania. A Butler, PA. Yeah. yeah. It, it, uh, so it, it it's just wild because I've been there. Multiple, when I think of Butler, I think times. of you and I think of your family. Like, like I know that. Like, that's yeah. It's, it's just told the ad side from. Nothing that I've seen in that movie, never seen that in Butler. But it could have been <laughs> way less developed in yeah. the 60s. It's 1968. Which I totally understand. Yeah. It's also like the countryside. Yeah, know. it was the I'm countryside sure of Butler. Like, yeah. It's, you know, my uncle has a property that was probably very similar to the one that they yeah. that they filmed on. It's, it's like, kind of out in the middle of nowhere. There's no yeah. houses around that you could see. And there's like sense. two locations, basically. Yeah. It's the cemetery and it's the house. This house. Which I think it's done really well. Right off the bat, I think that this movie is done so well. Mm-hmm. Everything uh, in it. I, I think while I watch it, I... I get very inspired by movies like this because it makes it look achievable. Yeah. I'm not saying that as a dig against the movie. It's just the techniques that George A. Romero uses. It's very clever. Yeah. You you can see what he's doing, but it's still so effective. It's so, so simple. Even with how little this movie actually shows you in terms of blood, gore, Special effects. There are enough in there. Yeah. Yeah. To set the tone. But this isn't Terrifier 2. This isn't, <laughs> you know, this isn't something that is centered around its special effects. It it, it it sets the tone so well, though. And it's it's really the first movie, as far as I know, that really delves into zombies. Yeah, to my and, knowledge. And if it's not, it's at least the movie that every other movie is making is t- taking source material from it's it's where basically it feels like it all started which i, I think is really cool to watch any movie that what is that i agree i lied guys the very first zombie movie is called white zombie victor yeah. victor halperin's white zombie in 1932 wow, wow. yeah I, I feel like zombies have existed forever i mean i mean even in this movie the what you thought zombies are are still very different. Like apparently zombies can move cars. Or are apparently flip. five zombies could flip a car. And <laughs> or, yeah, right. <laughs> Which, you know, in nineteen sixty eight cars were much heavier. So That's facts. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I I'm just like five five people flipping a car. I, I I've never seen that done and before. They can, like, sprint. Yes. So even, like, you can see that zombies have evolved in the way... I mean, even if you look at the other movie we watched, like, they were stereotypical zombies, and I think, you know, I get it right, and that, that's a whole other movie. But you can see that he's even taking some of the things that George A. Romero did with these zombies 
Um, and I mean, every zombie movie that's come out since then, and of course, all the movies that George A. Romero made afterwards, right, um, helped to that. Because like, I a lot of times I was laughing at the zombies. I thought they were kind of funny the way they moved, the way oh, what yeah. they did, the the They're one slow. random naked zombie, <laughs> how they look, yeah. Some of the facial expressions. Yeah. Uh, we, we even caught some of them smiling at a part where we didn't know if they were supposed to be smiling yeah, or like that was a, just kind of funny. My favorite is just them eating the chicken. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yep, yep. I was like, let's go. Yeah. The the, the dead carcass upstairs that when, when she's moved... She doesn't look anything. She, like, she's not no longer dead. You can yeah, see her whole face. She's no longer shot. decrepit. She's just like a normal lady now. I I love all the little faults of this movie. Yeah. I, it gives it charm. So, yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, exactly. The whole time we were watching it, we were making little comments like that. Like yeah. that's funny that like they missed that. Like they didn't get I that. But it. you can tell like they couldn't really do that. They didn't have the budget or the time to do something no. like that. And it, and it really gives a movie like this a lot of charm, and it makes you kind of love it. Yeah, that, that right. they tried something different yeah. and new and fresh, um, and they didn't really know what to do. I feel like this was fresh, new stuff. Right, Edgar Wright knew what to do with zombies. He didn't have to do anything new, different here. It's almost when it came to zombies. Yeah, personally, already comparing the two movies. I okay, I I have an announcement to make. <laughs> yeah, what's up? How much do you think that? Dawn of the uh, or uh, Night of the Living Dead. So I actually make. know this because I looked it up. But were you? Are you surprised? Yeah, we. I, uh, I was. I was very surprised. I. I feel like it was higher than I was expecting, but also, I. I don't know. I feel like you got to pay for cameras and equipment and people. How much was it? One hundred fourteen thousand yeah, dollars. In 1968, money. Yeah, it was like a, it was almost like a million dollars in today's money. It felt is what the way quite a, quite a bit of money. Yeah, like it's even still a lower even today, budget. It's still very like, low budget. But I felt like it would be. I don't know. Throughout the whole movie, I was like, man, amazing what you can do with 20k. Yeah, <laughs> like I feel like we could make that movie again with less than a hundred thousand dollars. Probably make that movie less than a hundred dollars today, yeah. <laughs> which is the the funny part, but. Uh, you know, it, it is what it, you got to pay for camera and equipment, and right for sure. And I'm it, definitely not trying to dog. So, the no, it, it was it was way more than what I was expecting. Even, I, I thought it was like underneath 20k. Seriously, yeah. I, like even today, like a movie that was made for a million dollars, kind of feels like a, a lower budget movie. Sure. You know, compared to these hundred million dollar movies for that sure. are being made, they also just look different. I don't know if you guys have ever noticed that, but. Big budget movies, for the most part, if there really isn't any creative force behind it, behind the way that they look, they all blend together. Mm. They all look the same. Going back to the Marvel movies, yeah, they all yeah. look the same. You know what a Marvel movie looks like. You but know what a zombie color, movie is going to look like. The CGI things, is going to be, yeah. But even things like Strays. I know that that's not nearly <laughs> What as are you about to say? Well, but it like looks they, the same. They all kind of look the same because they're marketed to this like mass audience. They all, oh, I see, I see, It's I see. like they're... The cinematography, no one really cares. It's just yeah. as long as things are in frame and you can see what's going on, and that's, the, joke that's lands. the fucking shot. Yeah, yeah. okay. Like, I see what you mean. It doesn't matter. Where this is... It, you know, personally, I don't know how much, well, like how, how uh, what I was even gonna say about the the um, <laughs> comparing this movie. Seriously, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. 
sort your fucking life out, mate. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, one thing we noticed though is like the with George A. Romero's writing. Um, I don't. I, I'm assuming he also wrote this. Um, like uh, we were noticing with George A. Romero's, like you can see what the what he he at least thought of uh, women in 1968, the way they were treated. Um, and being like just was so weird like the the woman is like just acting hysterical because her brother yeah, just died yeah and he just cold cocks her and just <laughs> knocks her out dude and then she wakes up and like everything's just she's just quiet and all of the women are it seems like are just like adding problems um to the situation they're not helpful whatsoever that's just like, how they're written it's like it's why how are they're they written, written that way yeah it's like it's, this, ju- it's just strange which i i know that once again i want to say that not every guy in that scenario is alleviating the issues for sure but for, for the most they're part, at least the doing something and it and it was like i was like why are they expressed that way it's, yeah. it's just kind of funny like what it you know, it, it, it is what it is, thought. especially when the dude who is running, I don't know his name, whoever's running the upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Not not the dude who's running the basement, The guy who's essentially. In, in charge upstairs. Yeah. He, he just punches Barbara in the face. And I was <laughs> like, okay. It threw, it threw me off. I was like, whoa, that. holy shit. Yeah. I remember that the first time. Ben, I watched that was his too. name. Ben, I, I was like, I think it's Ed. Or I, I wanted to say Harry, but that's the Harry's the guy in the, is in the, the basement, basement guy. Okay, so yeah. Harry's Harry's the baldy dude. Yeah. Hey, ben. dude, what the fuck? Baldine guy, maybe I should say. Sorry. What the fuck, baldy? <laughs> and I don't like uh, Harry. I, I don't. I, I, his his character is so infuriating. And then his his friend who is in charge of driving the truck when his girl or wife or whoever decides like last minute oh i need to go out with him i need to be with him in the truck yeah (laughs) i can't leave his side like you 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 get the plan this plan that is actually a decent plan but you don't know how to actually run through the plan or you know execute the plan personally i we're we're talking as if these are digs. I yeah, think no, that we love these him. things. I, this is such a good movie. Enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the it's fact charming. that it was written like that. It's more charming. Yeah, I think that it stirs up interesting conversation. But yeah. I think it's mostly funny. It's more yeah. funny than it is, you know, repulsive or, uh, yeah. you know. Uh, annoying I guess the best way to say it so, right like and I loved it you could honestly say these men all got killed because of how stupid they were the way they treated every situation like sure. the, the way they used fire <laughs> they were real reckless with, <laughs> with fire the, on the especially table. this like old ass house everybody. yeah they had a they had a fireplace they just lit on fire in the in the middle of it uh, of the house, I'm like they are going to burn the house, the down. whole house down. See, um, I think I think the the movie's more of a character piece about about these people more than like the like uh, the zombie apocalypse that yeah. that is happening. Like it's kind of saying like ultimately like these guys are gonna do like they're they're gonna envision themselves as a hero. Instead of like banding together to actually come up with a solution, like throughout the whole movie, division is a constant. Yeah. With Ben and like Ben and Harry, and then you have like the one other guy in the middle who gets eaten. Like yeah. everybody's like, I know what's best. I'm gonna go outside. Boom, dead. Yeah. I'm gonna go in the basement. Boom, dead. And the one and Ben's like, I'm gonna stay here and I know what I'm doing. Boom, dead. 
Like it's, and he ends up going in the basement. Yeah, that, that's the crazier part. He goes in the basement, and At it's just like it's an interesting piece of just like you have this this i think it's a really good like look at what people would do in a situation to survive i know we're watching saw and that's like the whole basis of it but like saw such a like fucking out there bananas idea whereas like this like a zombie apocalypse shirt is is insane but like it's put in a very like realistic light like this is a very this feels very real like you have a group of people groups of people that don't know each other that have banded together in a house and have no idea what's going on and so they're just listening to the radio trying to figure out what's going on and have no knowledge of how to defend themselves anytime a zombie movie comes on it comes out now it's like immediately like, we should shoot them in the head and burn their bodies and it's like there you yeah, yeah you already know so it's like what the fuck man like this is there's this no, is so lame there's, yeah, there's no, no mystery yeah I did like that in the movie. They were like, "This is because of radiation coming from Venus." I was like, they "What?" No, yeah, they were, <laughs> yeah. Which I love the scenes too of the different newscasters trying to piece it together. Yeah, that, that you're watching. You kind of watch the newscasters in in interviewing the guys walking on the street, and it's like an army general and two scientists. Which the first time I saw that, I was like, "That is so funny." But then, but then, <laughs> then the second time I watched it, yes, it's still funny. But I was, <laughs> I, I was also. I liked it because yeah. I, I I was if this was a real crisis yeah we probably would get random interviews of, of course yeah. why wouldn't you walking out of a Capitol building like you know listen this, this is what it is and then the one guy's like I can't back that up I don't I don't know if it's from radiation they're like that's all we got so yeah that's, that's what, what we're going is. with yeah and then the one guy says later yeah <laughs> like as they're, as they're getting into the limo I'm like Joey put it out I'm like that's later. so fucking funny yeah, later, <laughs> later. <laughs> Okay. Line. Yeah, it's like yeah, he was totally believable as a, as a as a scientist up until that point. I was like, oh, okay. It's not a scientist. <laughs> Imagine a scientist being like, "It's radiation." Sure, later, <laughs> later, man. Zombie apocalypse happening later. <laughs> it's it's hard for me to believe that George A. Romero did not want you to laugh. Like I, I feel like he that. was trying to get. You I think to it laugh. has some very comical moments yeah. for sure. I was uh, my dad called me last night and was was just like give me the rundown of what's been going on like with with mm. him this week blah, blah, blah. and i was like man i just watched night of the living dead uh for the first time in like 10 years and he was like man and anytime i bring up the movie he always tells the story so i partially did it on purpose because i wanted to hear it again <laughs> he was like he's like i remember i was 12 years old and that movie came on tv and i, I had to dog sit my neighbor's uh my neighbor's dog while they were out of town and the food was in the basement. And he's like, I'm watching this movie, 12 years old. I've never seen anything like this in my life. And he's like, that movie ended and I ran home. And I asked my dad to come downstairs with me. I was so freaked out. And he was like, my dad made me go down there. No help. <laughs> I had to go down there by myself and get it. And he just kept screaming, it's a movie. It's a movie. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my God. It's, like, I wouldn't even know what to do. 12 yeah, years old. God. That'd be like if I was 12 years old and saw, and, and saw Saw. And it was just like, holy fucking shit. What the fuck? Someone's going to come out of a, a dark alley and kidnap me yeah, and chain me to a wall. Me. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I, uh, I, I didn't watch this movie until think last year or maybe the year before wow. very recent yeah this was my first time watching it i saw it in college because nice. i wanted to know like what the hype was and it, that was like it was one of those movies where i was like this is not bloody this is not gory this is like not a zombie movie and i th i think i fucking love it like like yeah. there's nothing about this that feels like a zombie movie other than the fact that like you have like 
the skeletal structure of like here's a group of people they're in a house they're gonna try to survive yeah. but the way that survival is portrayed is just done so like clean and so well yep and once again I, I just think that the charm of the movie makes up for however much of I don't know how else to say this I, I just feel as if other people our age might check out this movie and they might not be blown away by the first watch. Cause I yeah. remember even telling Joey, I was just saying, Hey man, just see this as a vibe. Yeah. Don't really think of this as a movie. You got to really pay attention to, but yeah. 15 minutes in, I was completely sucked in. You were locked like, in. I love yeah. this movie. Yeah. So this is such a good movie. This is in criterion. Yeah. I'm pretty sure too. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, which it, it's great. And I, I think that it, it, it spurts some cool sequels. I want to check them out. These are good good zombie flicks. They're just great. They are. They're really, how, really good. How it's handled. Really, the scene that really just, as soon as it happened, I just couldn't, I couldn't say, I, I couldn't keep it any longer. This was a perfect movie, is when the daughter is killing the mom in the basement. How, yes. how, how that's yeah. handled is genuinely spooky. The way For it's real. Shot and yeah. and the sound design at that part, how it's framed, yeah. how it lingers, it's just done so well. And and then, of course, the ending. The ending is so chilling. He, he You know, Ben... Yeah, Ben, ben survives the whole Ben's fucking look, thing. Yeah, survives the night. We don't know why the zombies aren't there. They're just not there convoy or whatever's yeah. running through they're gonna rescue him oh i see movement in the house ben looks out the window gets shot in the head immediately and then it just starts showing pictures kind of like texas chainsaw massacre yeah. style, yeah. which i know this came out before so it's technically yeah yeah but the, I get, yeah i get but the I, reference I, I love i just and the credits roll and I'm, it's over I, yeah i'm literally a sucker for for endings like that that are just so abysmal like Such yeah he ending. made it but humans kill them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, love, I, love, I love stuff like that. I love it. That's why you like Soylent Green. <laughs> I love it, yeah. He made it, but the bad guy killed him at the end. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Evil always wins, bud. It, I do think that it's partly true. I mean, good wins sometimes. It yeah. usually only lasts for a couple of minutes, and then and then evil just squashes the shit out of whatever was good. So true. But it's just like, I don't know. This movie has so much going for it. And even, like, its campy moments are so fucking fun. So There's, like, a scene where, like, one guy is, uh, like, one of the zombies has, like, their hand in the window. And the guy that gets eaten is, like, bashing it with, like, I don't know what he's bashing it with, but it's making, like, a like this you little know. tiny sound every time he hits the hand the zombie not a sound and yeah. like and then you just see the hand start to sort of crumble yeah. and it, it kind of <laughs> yeah. looks like play-doh it's definitely and, a like, fake hand oh for yeah, sure you're yeah. watching it it's just like staying there and it just keeps getting like smacked and it's like it's just like it, it's, and it's just it's the so weirdest weird. noise i'm like what the fuck is this yeah. noise and the, and like even like the way you, like everybody shoots a gun in that movie i'm like oh, what the great. fuck is happening yeah. right Have now you ever shot a gun yeah right. <laughs> it's it. goofy but it's like it feels very like just oddly tense where you're like, Oh my god, what yeah. the fuck is happening? Even how Barbara dies, how how her That whole shit is her crazy. brother just comes out, he still has the driving gloves on. Yeah. yeah. And then he just kinda like embraces her and then just kinda walks her into the group it's of zombies. Yep. It yeah. is it is scary. Like absorbs but, her. But it, it's kind of goofy. Where yeah. you watch it, like, what the fuck is going on? And then, what like, the immediately the first zombie comes out the window. It's like a flashback. You're like, oh, this is that group of people. They've migrated to here. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, it's, it's very cool. 
I love, I love that it. movie. It's such a good movie. Hi, and I think I like I I put it in my letterbox review. I think this is this is probably my favorite like in the grand scheme favorite zombie movie. Like it is everything about it is great. Having said that, I'm not I will say I'm not a big proponent for zombie movies. I feel like zombies um, like showed up like when I was in high school again, like they were big like before and they showed up when I was in high school again and then it just like was everything. You had mm-hmm. The Walking Dead, you had Every single zombie, like, random zombie game that came out on the Xbox. Left for Dead. Uh, what was it? Dead Rising. Um, the one where you played a cheerleader that killed not that yeah. killed zombies. You yeah. had Nazi zombies. Like, you had all kinds. It was everywhere, and it got burned out. It was like, it was like a vape shop. There was, like, yeah. one every ten, ten days. Yeah, there was Zombieland movies. The Zombieland movies, the yeah. The Bodies movie. Oh, my God. Yeah, there was a lot. I do agree with you. And I, I agree. I remember hating Zombieland. Because I was just so tired of zombies. Yeah, it was so much by that point. Yeah, Shaun of the Dead. But like yeah. you, but I think this movie just it, it capitalizes on everything that you need in a movie like that. What a uh, master. What are we giving Night of the Living Dead, fellas? I'm giving a strong five. Damn! Yeah, right out the you gate. Loved it. Holy strong shit! Five. Love this movie. Didn't I? Didn't think I would love it that much. But Neither I, did I. That, I, that was soon, crazy. As soon as it ended, I just. Immediately, five no, for sure. Yeah, you really love that movie. I I'm giving it a four. I also really loved it. I'm also giving it a four. I nice. was I I'm a big fan. I knocked it just because it's a zombie movie. Then inherently, <laughs> like I'm like, ah, all right, <laughs> great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, we're here. Well then, on to our chaser for the evening. Go ahead, hit the button. The attackers can be stopped by removing the head or destroying the brain. It's been a funny sort of day, hasn't it? <laughs> I just I'm very you know what I don't even care Matt what is Shaun of the Dead about Shaun of the Dead it was directed by Edgar Wright came out in 2004 and the tagline goes like this a romantic comedy with zombies <laughs> and the summary follows Shaun lives a supremely uneventful life which revolves around his girlfriend his mother and above all his local pub this gentle routine is threatened when the dead return to life and make strenuous attempts to snack on our ordinary Londoners. I don't even think that's true. I think above all would be his best bud. <laughs> right, <laughs> no. Like his girlfriend was like eighth on that list of important <laughs> like things to him. That that's true. <laughs> She's the last stop they made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> that's so funny. Dude, I, I just need to start off. This movie was the first time I remember watching this movie... Um, it was the first Edgar Wright movie I'd ever seen. My friend John Michael showed it to me, and it just blew me away. This movie just, like, I, I felt like I had never seen a movie like this in my life. It's what, it, it had a similar effect that, like, Lady Bird did to me. Where I was like, I didn't know movies could be this good. Right. Um, you know, at the, this is just Edgar Wright's style, of course. This is the way he does movies. But I, I have always loved this movie it's always had like a special place in my heart so i'm like really excited we got to watch it for the the podcast excellent choice and watching it on this big screen at night i'd never watched it like that i'd always watch it just on like a tv um maybe at night maybe in the day as well like i i do love this movie but watching on the big screen i was like this movie is so fucking good and i know we talk about like zombies and how they're overused i think there are these diamonds in the rough 
And I think this is one of them. It's such Definitely a special movie. It's um, a great one. Yeah, I, I, I truly love it. I think, just to get into it, I think Edgar Wright's, like, intentional storytelling and like how he uses every aspect now we've already done baby driver on this movie so i think we've we've already talked about like how edgar wright does movies but this is like the beginning of the edgar wright style um isn't this the first in the trilogy or did the first in the trilogy no it's the first in the trilogy but i think i can't i don't know if he made a movie before that that was anything like this I know he worked with other directors and stuff like that, so I'm sure he's had his input on tons of movies. Um, but yeah, the, this movie, um, just to just to get going, like the from the beginning to the end, there's just so much in this movie. It's just jam packed, like Baby Driver, like Hot Fuzz, like even yep. The World's End, um, Scott Pilgrim, all all of his movies. You could watch this movie a million times and you'll catch something new. I feel like there there's just agree. it's just so jam packed. Um, full of stuff, you know, going from him being in the, the store and there being, you know, just bodies and, and people like acting like zombies that you don't quite catch the first time. Yep. Um, and even, you know, him walking into the pub and the, the couple making out and then walking out of the pub and the cu- couple's eating each other. <laughs> um, it's just brilliant. The, the news stations flipping through and it blatantly telling you there is Something a zombie on. apocalypse yeah basically it, it's just, just so brilliant listening. uh i i truly think like edgar wright is one of the best like storytellers in the way he can tell a story i think in his transitions and in his like uh, we were talking about this uh when we were watching the movie just like the the quick cut to different things they were doing like pouring a beer and and uh the beer being empty and and you know cigarettes and and stuff like that just cutting to that and you kind of understand what had just happened and what had what how much time had passed mm-hmm. uh and then you cut to where they are now it's just so brilliant i i fucking love this movie. Dude. how he how he zooms in and then he'll do like a jump cut it's it's great yeah i think you have something to add nick so I was just looking through his filmography because I was like, I wonder what his first movie was. Shaun of the Dead is, is his second. He has another, His first movie was called A Fistful of Fingers. Oh. 1995. Oh, wow. I don't know anybody that's in this movie. But I'm on Letterboxd, so I, was, so I was like, I wonder what else. I was going through all the movies, and there's a bunch that he's like that, I, that he has in development. He has one in development that I didn't know about, though, called The Running Man. Oh, this is a remake. Did either of you ever see the original Running Man? No. Goaded. It is a movie. It's Arnold. It's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, <laughs> where he's like a cop in this in the year twenty twenty five. Yeah. Terrifying. But like in, in this world, like there's like a game show where like they killed like criminals and shit. Yeah. And he like he's like on a he like gets called in to do like a job for the police and I think like he has to like kill like a bunch of innocent civilians and they're like he's like the hell with you and they send him on the game show. And if you win the game show, you get to, like, go home scot-free. Oh. And so the whole movie is just Arnold Schwarzenegger surviving this game show. And it's so fucking goofy and so fucking fun. And it, he, it's in development, so it might even be... It should come out in 2025, probably. That's what I'm... That's, that's, that would be so sick. That's an idea. And it's, the movie it came out in, like, the 80s, and it's neon as hell. So whatever oh. Edgar Wright could possibly do, yeah. I... 
I'm here for it. That's a really good movie. We should watch it at some point. Because, like, Last yeah. Night in Soho had a lot of neon in it. And, I mean, it's not his best movie, but it's not a bad movie. Oh, by say. no means is it a bad movie. So oh, I, yeah. I could see him doing the 80s really well. I, I know Edgar Wright also worked on, like, the Ant-Man and other did, stuff, yeah. but... Some he, other stuff. I really appreciate him Unfortunately. because he's, he is like the biggest movie fan too. Like he during COVID, I remember he would often post on social media of the movies he had watched, and it was like a massive stack of Blu-rays that he owned that he was just going through. And he he watched he still watches so many movies and he's so active and he you can tell this is a man things similar to like Martin Scorsese that just loves making movies because movies are so good and he watches all types of movies does time. he does not care I've, I've always been a fan of of that aspect of him he even has a letterboxd account let's go and he, he'll talk about he, he doesn't really rate the movies or anything but he'll, he'll tell you what he's watched and I always appreciate that because I love Edgar Wright. Right. Who, who, how can you not love? How can Edgar you Wright? not love Edgar Wright at this yeah. point? He's made he's made a ton of ton of great movies. For sure. Yeah, For and, sure. And this one's definitely not an exception. It it it's great. by no means. Um, I, I I had a great time with it. I thought that it was hilarious. When was the first time you saw Shaun of the Dead? I think in middle school. Middle school. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was around that time. When did it come out? I, I had a great time. I think with it was like two thousand eight or something. I think, I think you're right. It. Yeah, it, 2004. Actually, wow. Okay. Holy shit. Okay, so I'm told I didn't see when I was, when it came out. I think I, I saw it the year it came out on DVD. Oh. My nice. friends my friend's mom bought it. She loved that movie. And so she went to bed one night. We we popped that in and I was like, this is so fucking funny. And I ended up just telling my dad about it the next day and he rented it and was like, that's a funny movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. It, I it's think a, it's it a is great movie. my favorite of Edgar Wright. I, I, Whoa. I, I know that's above Baby Driver. I, I and that's the like the conundrum that I I find myself in because I don't know. I love those movies both separately pretty, pretty so equally. much and they're and they're very different in a way. Wow. But I really do love Baby Driver, but I I mean Shaun of the Dead was like the origin of Edgar Wright for me, so it's like Baby Driver is a newer movie and I oh that movie is so fucking good. But I, yeah, when it comes to Edgar Wright, like, this is probably my favorite. We were talking about last night of, like, of the we, the Cornetto, or I think it's called, yeah. trilogy, which is Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End. We we all kind of have a different favorite of the three, or yeah. minus Shaun of the Dead. And minus like, Hot Fuzz. And his is The World's, the world's End. end. Which are all great movies and they're it's all, just funny because they're, they're all, all great I, I i i love every one of them it, it's it's a very very strong trilogy yeah. and to have pretty much the same people in each one and close like, to the same cast and even more so than just nick frost and simon Pegg. like there's a lot of reoccurring characters that you have in, in all movie, three yeah. movies that even if they just have like a cameo appearance yeah exactly and and he you can I always love that with, like, I think Wes Anderson is another great example. Scorsese, when you have these directors that have these actors that just, they love to work with and they work so well with when you have, like, Owen Wilson and Adrian Brody with uh, Wes Anderson and you have, like, Willem Dafoe, yeah, and you have people like Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro with Scorsese, you have these, like, amazing actors that 
these people can work with. It it is like a you know you're in for a good time with something like that because these these directors and these actors they they see something you can, you can tell right yeah. for and sure it, and it gets it. I mean that, another reason why I'm excited for the new Scorsese movie because you know De Niro and uh, DiCaprio are raving about it, talking about it. it's their best movie they've ever made and you know when you have stuff like that you know you get really excited. And I think this is, you know, the beginning of the Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Yeah. But it is I, I the, really the, like the start Pegg of the buddy comedy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Simon Pegg's great. I think that he is hilarious. I like Nick Frost, too. I think I think that he, he, he so is. Funny. He, I think he's my favorite. Really? I love Nick Frost. I, I just think that, that Simon Pegg is so. It's, I think Simon Pegg is, has a very dry humor, and Nick Nick Frost has a very boisterous humor, and you prefer yeah. dry to boisterous. Yeah, for sure. I think that both of them together work. Yeah. Oh yeah, every time hand that, hand. that they're together. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of funny like, because bro. during the world's end, they actually flip. Yeah, that's... where where uh, Simon Pegg is actually the more you know boisterous. alcoholic, boisterous friend, and then you have Martin Nick Frost, Nick where Frost. he's very. And it's funny because I like Nick Frost in that movie more than Simon Pegg, which is so bizarre because they they flipped. But I love Simon Pegg. I I, you can't. How can you not love Simon Pegg? Yeah, yeah. In I I, I will say I will say that in the in Shaun of the Dead, I think that he works really well as 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 that guy who's just you know nine to fiver and loves his little routines and the pub and, and and his best friend. It it I think it's just it's so funny. Yeah, like his that, facial expressions, the, stuff like the that. world's end. Nick Frost plays like this, like corporate lawyer who's ultra serious all the time. All the time, he does not get a joke, and then he gets a little drunk, and he gets a lot more funny. I think. Yeah, <laughs> and, and yeah, so that just goes into how di- how special like Edgar Wright's even writing, and they can fill that role so well. But That's great, I like Nick Frost. He's he's really good. He's real. I liked him in fighting with my family. Fighting with my family too. Dude, he's so good in that. He's so. <laughs> part of the reason why I watched that movie, right? Was because he was in it. I was like Nick Frost and Florence Pugh. How can and you go Vince Vaughn? Of yeah. course, I'm gonna watch this. Oh my gosh, that that movie, Fighting with My Family, is underrated. Agreed. And I I remember I watched that in a venue for real. Yeah, in the theater because I was like, oh, that's the girl from. That's gonna be in Midsummer because Midsummer had not come out yet, and I was <laughs> like, and it has Nick Frost. I it, it can't go wrong. Can't be bad. It cannot be bad, and it wasn't bad. It even has The Rock in it, and it's still not bad. That's true. That's so true. <laughs> is so that hard is saying do. something. It he is so hard. I think that he is an actor who actually can. The yeah, Rock do stuff. Yeah, it's just he. Dwayne he, the Rock Johnson. Yeah. Name a movie. I would love I'm him. Not, to name I'm one. not. I'm not trying to say that, that that there's a particular performance. I just feel like if he was given the right role, a more serious role. We just haven't seen that. I don't know how I much would, more. I would argue we haven't seen. I don't that. know how much more serious you can be than the Scorpion King. He hasn't been in oh seven. Oh my though. god! I mean, you can't, you guys. Like, yeah. come on. He hasn't been in the most serious movies ever. Like, He's been just... in the Mummy Returns. <laughs> but do you Not think seven. he would have done a better job than Morgan Freeman? Guys, There's I'm just no using way. that as an example. Yeah. <laughs> just movies vibe. No, imagine it's right. imagine it's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. But he, it's Brad Pitt. Oh my god! Do you smell what's in the box? <laughs> oh my god! Dude. Yeah, I, I, 
I'm not going to stick him up for him that much, but <laughs> in the same way that, like, you know, the last episode, Jim Carrey on, on Eternal Sunshine. Who would have thought that that worked? He was in it, and it worked really well. I think that there is a movie out there that, I, that Dwayne could be in that it would actually work in. Yeah, I was hoping Black Adam was going to be that. And it just wasn't. <laughs> I wanted him to. Be he wanted villain. that role. Like he, like he, really wanted that role. He was. He I think produced it. it. Yeah. Yeah. He got it. He was in it. Exactly. He got it. He was in it. That's yeah. the... I will say that on the flip side, this is completely harebrained idea. But John Cena is someone who I think has a little bit more range, and he and and, and he can take on a little bit more. Range. I think him as he peacemaker, can be funny, he can, can be action funny. hero, he can be probably dead ass serious. We haven't seen that, but I I, yeah. I feel like I saw him do, do or I heard about him doing like a dead serious role. But I mean, like even like as peacemaker, I think that he like that's not it's obviously not a serious role, but like I think it's more serious. He play sure. like he plays that well. Yeah. I th- I have yet I I think I'm onto what you're saying for the Rock. I think yeah, the Rock was... maybe given the right, right position, but I don't know. I just it sucks because I want to disagree with you, but you're right. I can't. I look at him like I can't see him doing anything serious. But the, no one thought Jim Carrey was going to do something serious, and then Truman Show came out, right. and it was like holy shit. No one thought Adam Sandler was going to be serious. Then Punch Drunk Love came out, and you're like, "This is crazy. It's actually possible." But and I don't even know if he's interested in doing that. Yeah, that's, there's also that's that. What I, was gonna I mean, say. this is a man who has like a whole like gym set up that he travels with. Yup, and like which I totally understand. Like, be into what you're into. Like, I think he's, he's got a crazy too serious of a man to actually do a serious movie, and yet he's also where, like, so goofy as a human being. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like what. His regiment daily, it just it's intense. It and is intense, but I. It, I think Kevin Hart is in the same place as The Rock, and I know they're in a lot of movies together. But I think that's because that's they work well together. Sure. They're almost the same person, just like a foot difference in height. Yeah, maybe they two. like being around each other, and yeah. like that that makes a good work environment and probably yeah. a good. But good they're movie like intense and like profitable movie. Kevin Hart has only been funny in like cameo roles. I feel like in his in his big budget where he's the leading man, just it just fails. There's never been. Yeah, boy. Seriously. (laughs) Go. they gave yeah, boy. they gave Kevin Hart that 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 role that was a, a remake of that European movie where it's like Brian Cranston played a paralyzed guy and Kevin Hart was his like caretaker. Dude, but yeah. did you watch it? No, I, I watched it, dude. It's watch so it? bad. It's <laughs> no way. They you gotta be shot. You right? gotta like, be shitty. It's chance. a bad movie. Oh my no god! Way. It's like it's worse than you even expect. It, yeah. <laughs> Like, that's something I've learned about Brian Cranston, too, is, like, sometimes he just takes roles, man, to make some money, I feel like. Bro, you gotta pay some, the bills. Gotta keep the gotta lights on. Gotta pay the bills, man. I think that it's possible for 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 that to work, but Jesus Christ. I, I, yeah. I just heard too many terrible reviews of that movie, and I was it's like, so bad. I totally forgot that movie even came out. Yeah. I, thought, I thought it was one of those movies that, like, they were promoting and then it just got scrapped. Yeah. yeah no, no it, it came out all right. It came out. <laughs> now I, we know. I remember yeah, seeing the, the a poster of it. Oh, my God. <laughs> but anyway, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. We really yeah, fell down the rabbit really hole there. Brain, sorry. It all started with John Cena, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but with, with Shaun of the Dead, 
I thought that it was a great experience and I had a great once again kickoff to, to the trilogy. It's a great trilogy. If you haven't seen Shaun of the Dead, I would check it out. If you haven't seen Hot Fuzz, I check it out. If you haven't seen The World's End, I check it out. All three of those All movies three, are great. Yeah. I do need to go back and rewatch The World's End because I distinctly remember like loathing <laughs> that movie. Like I think yeah. I, I gave it a one and a half on my letterbox. Like I was like, fuck this. I don't think you'll come to that conclusion anymore. Probably not, honestly. Yeah. I think that it's a movie that just needed to marinate for 10 years and then I'll I'll give it another shot and be like, oh wow, this is actually pretty great. Kind of like when I went back and rewatched The Revenant yeah. and I was like, oh wow, this movie's actually like perfect. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with me? Yeah. <laughs> Why did I think this way? It's almost like being in the right headspace and like the people you watch a wish with and things like that. Yeah. So greatly affect a movie where it shouldn't but it, it definitely does. Definitely does, right? But yeah, because like I, the world's end, I I I really like, but I still think it's the the I call it the worst, but it's the least best. The the, the yeah, because yeah, it's still enjoyable, least, but like if you had to watch one, like you, for you me would, personally, it yeah. would be yours would be Shaun of the Dead. Easily, yeah, I love this movie. Hot Fuzz, no it's contest. Great, I mean, it's a great movie. It would definitely either be the world's end or Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. What did Hot Fuzz do to you? It's the bloodiest one. Yeah, Hot I'm Fuzz so surprised. Hot good. It's, it, it's, the, it's, it's fine. It, it's what, good. It's the fine. thing on top of the church, it falls down. Yeah. And just like, yeah. I remember seeing that shit and be like, holy shit. Like, I, mean, I, I remember that. It's definitely played for that type of vibe. The guy tripping and like the the, the other thing yeah, just going the through the bottom. Like, of it's his got, mouth. It, yeah, it's, it's got some 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 good moments. I, I, I'll probably have to go back and rewatch that. Yeah. Say. I don't really remember You think about what much. you've done. It's all right. Dude, it's a good rewatch. I I really want to rewatch Hot Fuzz now too. Uh, just, I know. This, I mean, this movie like I watched it and like immediately I needed to go watch The World's End. I was just like I needed to get more of Edgar Wright because of it. And yeah, I'm. It, it's such a. I, I really. I think there's a lot of nostalgia and a lot of like be, the time I watched it, who I watched it with, and right? Then, you know, talking about that. You know, it's all about who you watch it with and mm. the experience that I I can't not love this movie for sure and there's a lot of like sentimental value to this movie but i i think it's like one of the my favorite movies even all time yeah would be on that list it was great I, I i had a great time with it it's a lot of fun um i i know we've all been kind of dodging the bullet here but we do need to discuss that nick frost <laughs> just throws out the n-word for no reason and in the middle none of, of us remembered this <laughs> <laughs> It was a shock to all three of us. Whoa! I was like, "Holy shit!" I could not believe. I do not remember that at all. (laughs) Yeah, that was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, kind of, kind of came out of nowhere. But it, it it was also a very chaotic moment for that character too. Yeah, Yeah. you know, he crashed his own car so that they were forced to drive the Jaguar. It's, it's, it's just that that was like the pinnacle for that. For for Ed, is that his name? Or Uh, I think so. Yeah, Maybe something like that. But I'm so bad. With he, yeah, I'm <laughs> terrible with it. But Nick Frost, he, yeah. he um, I feel like at that moment his character has kind of crossed over into almost terrible, terrible friend territory. I mean, like, yeah. he, like he's he's already not a great friend. But when he made that choice, I was like, oh my god, this dude is like. He not a good person. <laughs> and then he says like, the n word. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you're like, what the fuck. It Which you know, I mean, it's that's the whole bit, right? Yeah. It's like even when he's dying, he farts, and like that's 
that's like the joke. He's supposed to be like a scumbag, right? A lovable scumbag. Yeah, yeah literally a lovable uh, scumbag, which works for for the whole movie. The character works. I I just think that that one scene in particular. It's so funny how it literally comes off the back of like him doing the dumbest thing. Arguably, yeah, in yeah. the movie, just like so drive a jaguar. Yeah, essentially, it's something else, man. I do. I I I brought it up earlier. I was definitely a little bummed out by how much how like not gory I this movie was as I remember yeah. I remember being very like holy shit I can't believe I get to watch this and watching it now I was like I don't think there's like hardly any blood in this movie until towards the end yeah. when the zombies um eat what's his face yeah, the, the dude with the glasses yeah, yeah I think it's I think his name was David when they eat yeah. David which you're all, which we've all been waiting for since the start of the fucking movie it's like I hope this guy fucking gets it sorry that that being that going out with uh, the woman who played Pam on the UK The Office isn't enough for you, dude. I didn't even know that. That's yeah. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. As soon as she showed up on screen, I'm like, "Why do I know this woman from?" It was driving me nuts, and I had to look it up. And I was like, "Lucy Davis. She played the the her name wasn't Pam in the UK show, but Pam in the yeah. UK The Office." Yep. Damn. I do want to. Oh, sorry. I just. This is another harebrained idea, courtesy of Matt. But I heard that uh, the the first bit of news that I got after the strike ended. So I don't want to talk about it. Up. I know what you're about to say. I don't want to talk about it. It's getting rebooted. Yeah, it, I don't get it. It's gonna be it, bad. It doesn't matter if you get it or not. I just think it's kind of funny yeah. how that's. The, it's gonna that, be a peacock show. Deep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. Sorry. I just yeah. I, I literally just had to had to throw that out. It was, yeah, it's perfect. For if you were wondering, that was a button that said "Oh no, cringe," and that was the noise that yeah. came out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very cringe. Oh man. But you know it's not cringe. Shaun of the Dead. No. Very good movie. Wish it had been a little bit bloodier. I yeah. sure wish Nick Frost hadn't said the N word. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I definitely agree with you though. Not a ton of blood. It's okay. I mean, yeah. it still works for the movie. I, I, I'm very surprised. I agree with you. When I watched this as a kid, thought it was the bloodiest thing I've ever seen. Probably was at that time. Never. Yeah. I'm not used to watching people get ripped in half and eaten. Yeah. Stuff like that. But even like looking through that the, at the beginning, looking through the woman through the hole in her stomach because yeah. she had just been impaled. Yes. That was yeah. a cool scene. For some reason, I remember that hole being like humongous as a kid. I remember being like, holy shit, her whole fucking stomach is gone. And yeah. it's just like, not that, not that huge. Nope. Still good, but like, you're like, all right. <laughs> what um, what correlations do you see between Night of the Living Dead and Shaun of the Dead? Well, are we gonna rate it first? Oh yeah, we should oh, rate it first. The, Might be. Oh, Joey. Yeah, yeah. I think I should start it off. It's an easy five. I fucking love this movie. Yeah. Cool. I can't knock it. Whole bunch five. of fives tonight. Yeah. No. It's a great movie. I'm giving it a four. I really did enjoy it, I, but yeah, yeah, I wish... I, I, four is a great movie. More blood, less N-word, all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would give it... I saw what you did on Letterboxd, and it's very alarming. Did I rate it? You did rate it on Letterboxd. Well, probably like a... Th mm, I'm going to give it a four. Okay, oh, that's okay. okay. We're cool. You gave it a three and a half initially, and I was I like, mean, "Whoa, I, that seems a little critical, don't I you feel think?" Like, I, I feel like on a on a more critical day, I would give this a say yeah. three and a half. It's not my favorite thing. It's yeah. it's definitely not a bad time. Yeah, I agree. It's, three it's and a half is a great movie. Three and a half, four, right in there. Yeah, three and a half, four is a great movie. Yeah, love it for sure. Now correlations, as Nick was saying, correlations. 
right off the bat. Zombies. More, yeah, right. <laughs> this is a little bit more obvious one. You could you could say that both these movies are character studies more than zombie movies in a way yeah. for how much they focus on their characters. Which I know, yeah. what else are you supposed to do in a zombie movie than this? But both of them do it so well. Both of them do it uh, with with taste, and it comes across pretty easily done as well. For Night of the Living Dead, it's a little bit more serious. For Shaun of the Dead, it's played up for mostly comedic moments. Yeah. But there is a little bit of seriousness there, too, between Ed and... Yeah. Uh, whatever. Nick Frost and Simon Pegg. Yeah. Sean. Sean uh, of the Dead. His Sean name is Sean and Ed. Simon Pegg, isn't that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> His character name is Sean. I can't believe I didn't remember that. That's, yeah. that's so funny. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's how bad we are with men. How terrible. Yeah, how terrible. So, oh, but, my God. <laughs> seriously. But, it, it, yeah, the uh, um, that's all that I got for the, for the yeah. correlation. I, I would say um, if a zombie apocalypse really happened... I think these movies are great evidence. Don't lock yourself in one place and stay there because most people will die. Yep. If not all. Of if them. not all. <laughs> if not, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know what I would do, but I know that boarding up a a very flammable place ain't is the, not move. the idea. Yeah. Not even a little bit. Going to the pub might not be a good idea either. Yeah. Going, no. Yeah. Which is also flammable because it was on evidently. Fire. Yeah, <laughs> I think for me the correlations are. I I think that they're they're the same movies where the roles are reversed. You still have the same zombie skeletal structure where it's like here's a movie where a zombie apocalypse breaks out and a group of people that are going to butt heads for the next ninety minutes must try to survive. Yeah, but will inevitably most mostly turn on each other in some way or another. And I think that, kind of like what you were saying, where, like, Shaun of the Dead is a comedy, so it's filled with mostly comedic bits, but it does have these pockets of seriousness. Whereas um, Night of the Living Dead is a mostly serious movie with these pockets of campy humor throughout. I think that you just kind of reverse those two cells in, in in the two movies, and you kind of have the exact same premise. Obviously, one ending on a much happier note, like Shaun of the Dead kind of like just rolls with it like oh we learned to coexist with the zombies whereas night of living dead is like man will stop at nothing to be right yeah it's 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 a very interesting both and both i think are good character pieces on on who thinks they're who thinks that they're the one in charge and what is everybody's true motive in doing this i think you know in in shawn of the dead shawn repeatedly is like my motive is not to like get my girlfriend back but it's it's like this is probably 70 percent of the reason why you're yeah. doing everything you're doing um and you have david who's like i'm gonna be the one that saves everybody and then i can leave my shitty wife girlfriend i don't know if they're married i feel like they didn't really confirm that i could leave my shitty partner and i can get with lucy because i've been in love with her since college and when it's not going his way he's like i got i'm gonna lose my fucking marbles here and i'm gonna try to shoot sean <laughs> Literally pulls the trigger, and then Karma turns out to be a bitch, and he gets he gets eaten like thirty seconds later. Literally, yeah, I uh, great great pairing by the way, Joey. Right? Yeah, Joey, really great out. way to kick off spooky yeah. season. Lots of fun. I I knew from the beginning when I when I was thinking I need a spooky movie, gotta do Shaun of the Dead. It's I knew that. Idea. 
and uh, just pairing it with a the OG to me at least the OG zombie movie. Apparently there are others made, but hell yeah, yeah, it, was good. it worked out. I feel like yeah, hell yeah. Nick, you you got next week's pick. Yeah. I do indeed have next week's pick. So for my shot, I have chosen Chris LaMartina's WNUF Halloween special. Oh shit, nice. we're finally doing it. I'm excited. So excited. And then that's the shot. That's the shot. And then the chase. Honestly, we may swap here because I haven't seen this other movie. <laughs> okay. But I've been wanting to watch it for a while. Tight ninety. Uh, Leslie Manning's Ghost Watch, nineteen ninety two. Sweet. It is an alleged, or it's shot to be like a, a BBC like live taping uh, of like a haunted house kind of a thing. That's a good pairing. Sweet. I'm very excited to finally see this. I was trying to think of something to pair pair cool. WNUF with, and. I found a couple found footage movies that I thought would be good, but I, I remembered Ghost Watch, and I was like, no, never mind. Have this to do Ghost Watch. This is the right one. So we may flip-flop oh. those, but regardless, those are the movies for next week. Very excited to I'm finally watch it. Super pumped. Both, I mean, uh, WNUF is great. We gotta watch that here. Oh, I dude, we watched, it, we, we watched it here like a couple weeks ago with Nick. And I, I was like, "Fuck! Like, yeah. you have to see this movie." I wanted to. I almost put it like back on. Like after they left, I was like, "This is such a good movie." It's cool. And you guys own it, right? Yeah, I have it on you special own. edition Blu-ray. <laughs> Blu-ray. Nice. All right. Well, Matt, so, where can people find us on Letterboxd? On Letterboxd, we're under Shot and Chaser Pod. Awesome. You can also find us on Cringe Twitter at the Shot and the Chaser Podcast or at Shot Chaser Pod Twenty Two. You can also find us on Instagram. We are the Shot in the Chaser Pod or the Shot in the Chaser Podcast. Uh, and let's actually take a look here. Let's get on X and see what Matt's up to. I like this new bit that I'm doing where I read a couple of your tweets off before we close out for the night. The last tweet you did was you calling me out about Guillermo del Toro saying that Punch Drunk Love is his favorite PTA film and The Shape of Water was written and designed with the score of Punch Drunk Love playing. What did you think about that? It was Seriously, fucked up. I just wanted you to hear It's your, fucked your up. Because, like, that's a... Gr- Punch Drunk Love is a perfect movie and yeah. The Shape of Water is fucking dog shit. Like, uh, that is such... Compared to Punch Drunk Love t- too. Like such a so mid-tier episode. Or mid-tier... Sorry, not mid-tier episode. Mid-tier movie. I yeah. saw that shit, like, in the hype of Movie Pass, and I still was like, I feel ripped off. This is such a dog shit movie. <laughs> We also have Matt posting a, a picture that says written and directed by George A. Romero, and then he captured it hint on this week's episode. Hey. <laughs> and of course, the office reboot, he says, in all caps, this is the news I've been dying to read. Yes. <laughs> the sarcasm, oh, man. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my goodness. But until then, I'm Nick. I'm Matt. And I'm Joey. Thank you guys so much, and have a good night. Shushu!